What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brian Janu Show. As you know, I'm Brian Janu, and as you also know, if you don't know, now you know, this is season six. I am officially back with season six of my podcast. Yeah, I had to give myself a round of applause because I ain't got no buzzards. I ain't like my brother DC. They got buzzards and everything. I, I ain't got that, so I got to give myself a round of applause. <laughs> um, and then, so, real quick, I ain't got no sound effects or nothing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> shout out to DC with the shit. Go check out his episode right now, Game Show. Um, I was on that last night with two incredible young ladies. Um, and my brother DC with the shit podcast. Thank you, my brother, for having me on there. Chris, always, man. Uh, Birds Eye View. Go listen to his on podcast platforms everywhere right now on YouTube channel with the shit. So go, 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 go and watch that episode and listen to that episode. Uh, what podcast platforms are. So, let's get into it. Um, ah, we are finally in season six. I just recorded my first episode of season six. That will be out September 4th. That will be a Sunday. This is for September 6th. That will be a Tuesday. Now, the thing about when I do these things, Tuesdays have always been like a music night for me, right? And this is what this is. Life and Times with Music has in the last three episodes I physically have done for Life of Times with Music. Uh, Summer Music, uh, Blues, Drake, and The Blueprint. Those clips particularly have literally tripled, excuse me, tripled my viewership on my YouTube channel. Like, I have never seen this shit before in my life. Like, it has, like, I post a clip and I got one clip uh, where I literally say, which is going to be soon, I literally say on a clip, you know, I think it's time for a hip-hop and R&B Hall of Fame, which I do believe needs to be talked about. We don't talk about that, and we need to talk about that, but don't believe, but don't worry, I will definitely do that, and hopefully, that will be a panel show. Hopefully, I have my family with me that night, and we will talk about the hip-hop and R&B Hall of Fame. Should we do one? Should it be established? And if so, who's the first artist, album, song, should automatically be a Hall of Famer, no doubt. So hopefully, next Tuesday, hopefully, we all get together and do that, hopefully. Uh, but if not, man, I am looking forward to it. So, and if not, then you'll just hit it on a Life and Times for Music with Brian Jr. So, uh, Life and Times for Music. Uh, but anyway, tonight I am being, I'm going to be talking about something I wanted to talk about. Awesome. Uh, that I thought was, you know, something I, I, I really wanted to talk about. Um, and shout out to everybody that's been subscribing to my YouTube channel and everybody that's been watching. I appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, thank y'all so, so much. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, you know, because of this world we live in sometimes, you know, certain people, you know, they get out of whack with this shit. But for me, to see anybody subscribing to my shit is crazy. I, I, because I, I'm, 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 I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, wow. Like, you know, anybody subscribing that's been commenting, that's been viewing, that's been liking it, maybe even sharing it. Hey, man, I 100% thank y'all for that. Because I know that, you know, just bumping into some shit. You're like, man, I don't really give a fuck what this nigga's saying. 
But then you listen to the shit and you're like, oh, okay, oh, I kind of could fuck with this. Thank you. Because <laughs> I know how that is. When you just bump into some shit and you're like, the fuck is this? And you listen and you're like, hey, that's kind of agree. And you click and you fuck with it. And I thank you for that. Because a lot of times, nigga, people could be just like, man, fuck that nigga. <laughs> like, no, nigga. I don't really care. But y'all are subscribing. I appreciate that. Y'all viewing it. I appreciate that. I really, really fucking do. And I know I got, you know, I got to get into it. But I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. Um, like I said, tonight is Life and Times with Music. This is episode two of season six. So this will be our September... Yeah, September 6th, uh, next week, good God, God damn. Um, <laughs> no, not next week, the weekend after next, um, but yeah, this will be the first Tuesday episode out of season 6, and Life and Times of Music, like I've said numerous times, I love music, I've always wanted to do a show on music, I've done shows on music, top 10 lists with my family and stuff like that. Uh, in the podcast world, shout out to DC, like I said, with the shit, shout out to Chris for his view, shout out to uh, my TDs, Queen, Pillow Talk with the T, my TD, Sharice, uh, Grown As Folk, shout out to Meet the Tops podcast, Kim and Nelson, I go follow them also, all of them, and of course my brother RSA, uh, shout out to y'all, thank y'all for always doing this, man, and, uh, but tonight I will be talking about one thing that I've always wanted to talk about, and this is a particular thing, and I posted it on my Facebook page, and I guess now my, 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 literally my Facebook page and my Instagram kind of connect. So when I post something in my Facebook story, it just goes straight to my Instagram story. I was posting a couple of artists, particularly white artists, in my Instagram, my Facebook story. And then it went to my Instagram page. And I said that coming soon, something I said, I posted, I've been, I posted a couple of artists last night in my stories. I want you to know why. But that's coming soon. It's an episode. Life and Times of Music. And this is the episode. The reason why I post the white artists is because I love music. I love music. I don't care who it comes from. I don't care what it is. I love music. And I know people say I love music, but you have your particular set of who you fuck with. I personally, if it's good, I'm fucking with it. Like, if you could catch me off guard with some shit, I'm like, okay, I'll fuck with this. And there's always a debate. Right about like what's the white sound, and we always say, "Oh, the white sound is black sound," because whatever they use, whatever they create, is our shit first, and they just take it and run with it. And I don't agree, and I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think music is music. I think eventually everything gets, you know, pushed to the next person, and you know, done over and over again. I mean, hip hop is still recycling words from, you know, Kumo D and Rod Kim, you know what I'm saying? So that's the life of hip-hop, and that's the life of music. But particularly, this is what I want to talk about. I feel like this. As a kid that grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, I was born and raised in New Orleans, hence the last name, you know. Uh, I was born and raised in New Orleans. I grew up there. Um... And I used to have this 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 particular show when I was a kid. It was called The Box. I think I've talked about it before. It's The Box TV, matter of fact. A box music station, some shit. And it used to come on. It used to be this, this channel. And you used to go watch music videos on it. Yeah, it used to be music videos. It used to be always popular artists. 
didn't matter who. I always used to be music videos on there. It's kind of why I love music so much. Because I used to just watch music videos all, all day in the house. And then uh, the box was purchased by MTV. That's actually, the box is actually what MTV2 is. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't know that, yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a TV show, TV network called The Box. It used to play music. MTV bought it, turned it into MTV2. Think I'm lying, go to Google it. I'm dead serious. Well, the other thing is even MTV, or MTV2 or MTV Live, something, something. But it's MTV. MTV bought it. I remember that. And, and I grew up watching that. And a lot of the videos, like I said, it was a lot of popular music videos. Mainly, it was a lot of like uh, Britney Spears when she first got popping, uh, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Eminem when Eminem first started popping, Chris Dirty Aguilera, shit like that. Um, and I just, I just instead of me being like the normal like, I grew like I said, I grew up in New Orleans, so New Orleans is one of the most predominantly black cities in the state of the United, United States of America. It is literally one of the most predominant, predominant black cities. So how did a kid like me end up loving Justin Timberlake, Eminem, you know, Ash Sharon, uh, you know, Green Day, Coldplay, Maroon 5, Fall Out Boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did that happen? Because of the box, but also because I was always into music. I love music, man. And I didn't care where it came from. You know, I became a fan of Eminem because of the music videos. Um, I remember My Name Is music video. I remember when it came out. I remember the first time I saw that music video. It being like, yo, this shit's <laughs> and this shit's crazy. Like, like, who is this dude? And the shit was so different because he poked fun at the president. <laughs> and he was poking fun at the president. It was around the time Bill Clinton was, was on trial. <laughs> I had just like, it's funny. And I remember that motherfucking music video. And then Guilty Conscience came out with him and Dr. Dre. And I was just like, I was hooked on Eminem. I was like, yo. This dude got it, man. This dude fucking got it, man. And of course, eventually, you know, your brother be like, "Ah, oh, man, that's that white boy shit." Like, y'all listen to that dude. He talking about, you know, you know, his mama and shit, and, you know, and all that shit. That's white boy shit. For that, it didn't dis- it didn't disturb me from like it didn't keep me from like not liking him and them. I just listened to him a little differently and paid attention to what he was really saying in his content, you know. And I think like. The Slim Shady LP was was amazing. You know, the body of work he gave us on his first album. But then Marshall Mathers LP, he gave us The Way I Am. And that song was incredible. But the song that got me as an Eminem fan, and kept me as an Eminem fan to the, to the day I did now, is Stan. It's like, it's literally the greatest rap song. It's one of the greatest rap songs ever. And it's probably one of the best, one of the greatest storytelling rap songs I've ever heard in my life. 
And now I know people, when I clip this and I post this on YouTube, people are going to dis, like, you know, put it down. But if you never heard that song, like you physically have never sat down and physically heard that song, then do that. But you can't disrespect the fact that that song is one of the greatest songs of all time. Greatest rap songs, your rap storytelling songs of all time. Stan is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. When I heard that song when I was a kid, it sounded like, oh, this nigga just going through some shit. What the fuck is wrong with him? But as I've gotten older, I have so much respect for that song, man. They even just spoofed it on SNL. Shout out to Pete Davidson. Like, they just spoofed it on SNL. Like, that song is fucking let You call fan stands now. If you actually pay attention to it, like, you motherfuckers call their fan stands because it's, it's fucking crazy. That song is legendary, man. And I remember watching the music video when I was young and being like, oh, this nigga's crazy. <laughs> I yeah, like, this nigga crazy. What the fuck? But after a while, you start listening to the song and you like, yo, this shit is deep as fuck, bro. Like, god damn. And that made me an Eminem fan, man. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. It made me a super hit. Like, that made me an Eminem fan. Because the way he rapped on there. And then you hear him with the pencil. Like, you hear the beat. And he's literally writing in the beat. Like, it's like, what the fuck is this? That shit got me. You know, and I, and I, right then, I was like, M's got it. And then I started hearing him on songs. Like, Renegade, I just did the blueprint. The Renegade with him and Hove. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then when, like, Get Rich or Die Trying came out. And not push, not partially, partially waiting. Not patiently waiting. No. It was another song, Don't Push Me, on that fucking album. Get Rich or Die Trying. Don't Push Me. It's 50 featuring Lloyd Banks and Eminem. Eminem comes in at the end. <laughs> I just gotta shake my head, bro. Nope. Nah, man. Nobody was fucking with that dude, man. I can say whatever the fuck you want to say, but that don't push me verse. Man, he's TB Bopper. See me on these magazine covers and these beanies and these rags and y'all fanny stuff. I is just off on the game, so we shooting them up, bang, and you see your brands hanging. We see you ain't playing day and night. Ooh, I like, Lord, I bully my way in this game, man. I'm done playing that. I'm done saying that. I'm done playing with you. I'm going to start laying into these motherfucking cocksuckers. I'm like, oh, shit. Like a mad bag now. <laughs> I was like, God. Yo, M killed that shit. Oh, no. Oh, yo. Oh, no. No, no. Not me. Not Marshall. You want to see Marshall? I'll show you Marshall. I'll try to show you part, but you just pick it apart so I can tell you how the guy start showing you fucking a whole fucking... Ah, I was like, yo, this motherfucker, he just left it. I was like, yo, he won. I like, he got me. Another song he did, Dead Wrong with B. I'm like, yo. That fucking verse was my childhood. <laughs> I was like, yo. That fucking verse is legend fucking Derry. If you never heard Dead Wrong by B, I know you probably heard of it, and you probably heard certain things. Go listen to that whole song. Biggie fucking killed it. And the M just... It's seven different levels. It's seven different levels of devil worshiping horses, heads, human sacrifices, cannibalism, candles, and exorcisms. <laughs> like, God damn, nigga. 
I never eat you unless your fucking meat looks fresh. I got a nine in my pocket. I'm lying. I got a nine in my pocket. Hey, baby, I'm just dying. Like, who ready for war? I'm ready for war. I was <laughs> like, yeah, damn. Yo, M is that dude, man. And it's just, that's something about a guy that technically isn't supposed to be the guy that is the guy. And that's kind of like the thing about Eminem. And I, and I just, I was like, yeah, I fuck with Eminem. Same thing I say about Justin Timberlake. Now, y'all can say what the fuck y'all want to say about Justin Timberlake, but Justin Timberlake is that fucking dude. <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, but that motherfucker is a hit maker. I don't give a fuck what you say. Justin Timberlake, man, is like, I remember, like I said, I grew up on Instinct too. Instinct, was, I was, okay. I was a way bigger fan of NSYNC than I was Backstreet Boys because NSYNC, I just always used to see NSYNC on like Disney Channel. Like NSYNC used to always do like these Christmas parties or like these, Disney used to do these back in the day where they used to just like, like their old, like people used to come like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, NSYNC and shit. And they used to go back to Disney, 98 Degrees and shit. Like they used to have like these concerts for the kids and they used to put them on Disney. Yeah, you, oh my God, whoever watches this, y'all remember what I'm talking about. Y'all remember what I'm talking about. Like, they used to put concerts on for kids on Disney. And it used to be Britney Spears, it used to be Christina Aguilera, 98 Degrees, NSYNC. Like, it used to be all them. And Justin Timberlake, like, NSYNC used to always sing, like, Jackson 5 or some shit. And, yeah, man, Justin Timberlake was always the front man. So, he was always killing it. And I was like, yo, that dude cool. Tearing out my heart was cool, uh, and all the other shit was cool. But the song that got me, like, as a Justin Timberlake fan, was an Instinct song called "Gone." Bruh, "Gone" came out, and I'm like, "Yo, that cannot be him singing that shit." <laughs> like, "Yo, that cannot be him singing that shit." That motherfucker sung the shit out of "Gone." I'm like, Lord, gee. Grew up on TRL. So Gone was like one of their favorite, uh, one of the most requested songs. So every time a video would come on, I just watched it and just be like, yo, this ain't really singing that shit. It was in black and white. Y'all remember this. If you remember, it was like a solid movie at the beginning. And then it goes into like the relationship and it's in black and white. And everybody got on black in a group and they just start singing. And he killed that shit. And I was like, yo, this, and that was like the last NSYNC album. I think it's called Celebrity, if I'm not mistaken. But that fucking song got me. I was like, yo, this dude gonna be something. And then comes Cry Me a River. That Fuck, this nigga got one. Fuck, he got one. And the fucking video, the song, I'm like, yo, this shit. This nigga got it. I like, yo, he got it. I like, yo, he got it. And then Rocket Body. Oh, man. Senorita. Oh, man. That whole Justified album is dope. Like, he got songs, man. Y'all could, y'all could kiss my ass with that shit. That nigga got songs, man. Justin Timberlake got songs. And then, uh, Future Sounds, Future Sounds of Love, oh, man, that shit, too, man, like, all that shit, Future Love Sex, oh, that shit was different, man, 
Sexy back. I never. Okay. I never really liked sexy back. I never did. Because I, I, I guess I just I don't know. I just never could get into that song. I could never get into that song. It's like go here, B. Get your sexy back. Okay, be good. And I, I just could never. I don't know if it was Timbaland that kind of threw it off for me. I think that kind of would fuck the song up for me. I just could never get into that song. I still to this day I hear it. I listen to it, but it's like uh, I don't really fuck with sexy back. I sing it even. Like I'm like yeah, this shit. I can understand why it was good, but eh. <laughs> I go, eh, eh. Uh, the song that got me though on that album was "Summer Love." Like it's another song that's just like you hear it and you just like, yo, this shit fire, bro. My love with him and Tip was dope too, but "Summer Love" and then until the end of time. I'm talking about his version. I ain't talking about when him and Beyonce on it. I'm talking about just his version. It was. Bro, that same thing with Gone. It was like a Gone, like, where he just, you can tell, like, he he was just killing it. Like, you could tell, like, the, the vocals of him was just different. Like, you could tell he went through some shit to do that song. <laughs> like, you, you're like, yo, that nigga went through some shit to get that song. Fuck. That's, like, what made me, like, a huge fan of that song. And still to this day, it's one of my favorite songs. Ever. Like, it's one of my favorite songs. I used to say that shit. Bring it back one time. Oh, that shit was, oh, that shit. Ah, shit. Yeah, that shit was legendary, man. That, fuck. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> but that song, you know, that album is really good, man. That whole album is really fucking good, if you actually think about it. Like, what goes around comes around. It's very long, but it's a good fucking song. I understand why it's long. It's a good fucking song. Um, you know, and I'm not mad at the fact that he went and did his movie thing and acting thing. That's great. But I did want an album from him. And then when we finally got it, it was what I expected to be. It, you know, suit and tie with him and Hove. You know, even him on Holy Grail with him and Hove. Like, that shit was crazy. Um, but suit and tie with him and Hove was fucking fantastic, uh, Push a Love Girl, oh, man, uh, it was so dope, man, that whole project, Mirrors, I remember the first time I heard Mirrors, and I'm like, yo, he got another one, what the fuck, <laughs> oh, like, yo, he got another one, fuck, <laughs> I was like, so mad, because I knew he killed it, I'm like, fuck, he got another one, and then when he goes to the end, and it breaks down, oh, my, God, that shit is legendary, bro. That shit was fucking fire, man. But it's a song on an album that I don't think get the love that it's supposed to get, man. From the 2020 experience, the part one, Blue Ocean Floor. Bruh. Go listen to that song. I'm, I'm going to just be like, man, just go listen to that song. Just go listen to that song. Then the 2020 experience part two comes out. He got a song with Hove on it, but he got a song with Drake. And that's the first time them two ever did something. And Cabaret is dope as fuck. It's dope as fuck. But not a bad thing. Drink you away. Bruh, drink you away. I felt like he was like to put like a Chris Stapleton on that one. It would have like skyrocketed like crazy, and then I'm not saying it didn't do great, but it was 
it was the way he was singing it. It felt country, and it was like, yeah, that's this. Okay, this is Memphis. This is what Tennessee just feels like. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, let's go. And it was it was just something, man. Even take back the night is fucking fire. Like that shit's still fire, man. I listen to that song. That shit's still fire. Fuck, but. Justin Timberlake's one of those dudes, too, just like Eminem, where I don't care that they're a white artist. I think that there are certain motherfuckers that's just talented, and you got to get a respect to them because they're so fucking talented. Justin Timberlake's one of those fucking dudes, just like Eminem. Another guy that is super fucking talented is Ed Sheeran. Man, like, bro, Ed Sheeran is, like, literally one of my favorite artists. I'll be honest, y'all. Like, if y'all ever heard me do, I've done a... I did an album on him before I done uh, Multiply, the X album. It's one of my favorite Ed Sheeran albums, but it's probably one of my favorite albums I've ever heard. Because um, every song on that is a fucking hit. Actually, if you listen to it fully, like I was listening to it just recently. Um, but Ed Sheeran, same thing. Uh, getting ready for school at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Because I was going to high school at the time. When 18 came out. It's 2011. 18 comes out. And I'm getting ready for school. You're not really paying attention. The TV's on in the background. But you're trying to hurry the fuck up because the bus coming. So I'm not really paying attention. And then it just, it clicked. Like, I'm listening. I was, and then I'm like, I'm getting dressed. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, this shit kind of fresh. I'm like, all right, this shit, this shit. I'm like, this shit kind of fire. This shit kind of fire. By the time I get out of school, that fucking song's in my head, bro. Like, that whole A-Team, like, the way he was singing it. Oh, my God. And then the video was, like, so, like, generic. Like, it was just him with a guitar and just playing on a bit. Like, I was like, okay, that shit's kind of generic as fuck. Is he supposed to be a star? <laughs> I'm like, is he supposed to be a star? And then I got into the Plus album. And what hooked me on a Plus album was A-Team, but then Lego House. And... And to have, you know, somebody like a, 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 a Ron Weasley from Harry Potter, who they would literally said he looked just fucking like. It was just like, wow, he really fucking went out for this. And I really appreciate him doing that. And Lego House was such a good fucking song. The Plus album is so fucking good. Give Me Love, a Kiss, a Small Bump, You Need Me and I Don't Need You. Bruh. That was the song I realized, oh, this dude got some soul. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. Like, he rapping in this whole like, hey, he, he, like he, he like some normal dude. He just this is serious. Okay, okay. And then the X album comes out. And that's when it's just I remember watching him on I can't fucking remember what UK show it was. I think it was the Jonathan Ross show. I don't know. It's some UK show. He was on there. And it was before X came out. And I remember him going and performing. Don't. I think he performed Sing. But I know he performed Thinking Out Loud. He performed Thinking Out Loud on that show. He performed Don't too. These are two songs that weren't even out yet. He performed Don't. And killed Don't. I was like, oh, I got to listen to that song when it comes out. Thinking out loud, just like everybody that when they first heard that song, they knew it was a hit. The first time he performed it, and I saw it live, 
I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yo, this fucking dude, he got it. It's, it's, I knew that song was going to be massive. I knew it the first time he sung it. And it isn't with all of the extra shit. It was just him and a guitar. And he's just singing it. And I'm like, I think I told my mom that I was like, yo, this song is going to be good. Like, I think I tried to play with my mom. She didn't want to hear it then. When that song went everywhere, oh, she heard it. <laughs> like, and that was a thing. Like, thinking out loud was such a, you could tell that that was going to be a hit. You could tell from the moment you heard it, you knew, like, yo, this shit's going to be a fucking hit, bro. And I was so hooked on the Plus album. Then X came out. And then that was, like, the I purchased that album. This is when iTunes used to let you have to, you had to purchase an album. I purchased that album. And from the moment I got it to even now on my iPhone, I still go back and listen to it. It's one of my favorite albums, like I said. It's one of my favorite albums. It's, it truly is. It's just because that was the time where I was going through a lot of shit. I think I was either just getting out of school. Yeah. Yeah. It was like my, my first year out of school. So I was going through a lot of shit. I was going through in college. I was starting, starting college. I had a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of depression. So the X album really helped me get through a lot of that. And I'll tell you why. Because he got songs on there like The Man and, you know, Bloodstream and A Fair Love and Take It Back, Runaway. Like, he has certain songs on there. Yeah, he had the hits, but he had them songs where you just, and that's what I look for in the artist. I'm not looking for the fucking radio records. I'm looking for the hits. I'm looking, I'm not looking for radio records or the hits. I'm looking for the songs that I generally could be like, yo, if I ever get down, I know I can listen to this song. And that's what I was looking for. And he had them all on that record. And then um, I see Fire came out. And I'm like, yo, this dude fucking killing it. And then he teamed up with The Weeknd, and they did a song, Dark Times. And I just became, and I was like a really big fan of The Weeknd as well. And for them two to get together and do a song, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, we got one. And it's, and it's, to a lot of people, it might not be the greatest song in the world, but to me, that's my shit. Because it's two of my favorite artists. And it got me what I needed. It was a it was a it was a perfectly well orchestrated song for those two guys. Because the weekend go high with his voice, Ed kind of keep it mellow, and that's what that song was about. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful song. Go listen to it. It's on uh the weekend's album. Um Beauty Before the Madness, I think. Go listen to it. Beauty Inside the Madness, something like that. But um, um yeah, man. And then Divide came out. <laughs> Divide comes out. The first song, he starts rapping on it. It's just, by the way, take it, let me go back. Take it back. Go listen to that fucking song. If you've never heard Take It Back from Ash Sharon, it's on Multiply. It's on the X album. Go listen to that song. 
you are literally going to be like, yo, this motherfucker can rap. Like, he really fucking can rap. He fucking raps, man. Like, that's what he does. He's a fucking rapper, too. I'm not a singer. I'm not a rapper. I'm a singer with the flow. I got a speaking. I got a lyrics and speaking quick lyrics. You know, ah, shit. But yeah, that man, he fucking killed that shit. And then even on the intro of the Divide album, he comes ride the gate and just rapping, man. Like, good God, man. Everybody knows perfect, perfect. But my song off that album is happier. Like, cause I was going through a lot of shit again in life. So happier was my shit. I love that fucking song. Still to this day, I still love that song. Save myself. Oh my god. Supermarket flowers. Supermarket flowers has got to be one of the most heartbreaking fucking songs I've ever heard. Good guy. Um, but to find such a great one, then he does the collaboration album. And he's done it before, but this time he's been a staple in the game. So he gets the chance to rappers, which, eh. but, <laughs> but him and Meek and they boogie with the hoodie. Classic feels with him, Young Thug, and Jay Haz from UK. And I was on Jay Haz and I was like, yo, this dude got something. It's Stormzy in him. I'm like, fuck, bro, we haven't got him and Stormzy? Take me back to London? Holy shit. Him and Yabba? Oh my God. Yo, yo, I can talk about Ed Sheeran. As you can see, I can talk about Ed Sheeran. This is my guy. This, like, the collaboration now with him and Khalid, even him and Travis, like, that song was dope. Him and her, him and Ella May, like, bruh. Him, at the, in the last song, him, Chris Stapleton, and Bruno Mars, like, fuck that shit good. And then Equal, his recent project. I couldn't get into it. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It's always that album that I can't really get into. Uh, but he got some songs on it that I do love and I do fuck with. Visiting Hours, uh, Two Stepping with the Woman I Love. Like him and Lil Baby, that's a good remix, but I like the original. He's got some songs on there, Shivers, and but I think he was more gearing that towards like, you know, where he's at right now in his life. And I think that was a, and that's probably why I couldn't get into it because I'm not. A married man with kids. Like, I'm not that. So, that's probably why I couldn't get into it. But maybe one day I go back and listen to it and be like, nah, I understand what this album's about. But <clears throat> Ed is one of those guys, man. Ed is one of those artists that I will forever love and always be like, man, he's the he's the guy. It, it, you know, and people can hate on Ed all they want and say, oh, he's a culture vulture, he rapping, all that shit. I don't give a fuck what you say. Ed is one of the best fucking artists I've heard in years. Where I went to an Ed Sheeran concert. I went to the Divide Tour. And it literally probably was just me and my mom that was black. That might have been the only two people that was black. They had some other people. But for what I was sitting, it was kind of like me and her. Um, the Divide Tour made me even more of an Ed fan. I'll tell you what. He performed, and I've seen this before, but to physically see it in person, where he's on stage, and he's got his his loop machine. He got a loop machine where they play. He he was singing. He is singing kind of like where you have the background singers. He's singing it into a microphone. Then he comes back, and he plays the beat, 
and a beat loops. And you see it in concert. You see it on certain award shows. You see it in certain places. But to physically see that shit, it's like, yo, this shit is like, yo, he's really a fucking legend for this shit. Because a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't do that. He's creating the beat. He's creating the background beat. He's creating the background vocals. He's on stage by himself for literally like an hour or two. And he's performing. And then he goes and then a tour opens up with other artists. And he'd say is, you know, he says that, yo, these guys let me open up for them. It's crazy that he remember and he puts them back on the stage with him, even though he's not a bigger attraction. But that's bigger fans. That's more fans for them to get. And that's respect. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. But, go, man, I would say to anybody, go to an ad cheering show. I know you'd be like, nah, I'm, I take out the mindset of, oh, he's just a white boy. I don't care about that. Go to an Ed Sheeran show. I promise you, you will be like, yo, that shit was different. It was different. And it's different. That's all I'm asking. Just step out the box. Listen. Another couple of things, man. I love rock music. I love country music. I love all of that. And I think that's the beauty of music sometimes, is that you need to step out the, out the box and listen to other people. Because if you don't, then you are just, uh, I want trap music all day. You don't care anything. I'm from New Orleans. I literally grew up around bounce music, second line music, jazz music. I'm supposed to be that way, but I'm not. I love all music. I love Adele. I think Adele is one of the best vocal singers ever. I love Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse was a phenomenal fucking artist. Incredible. I love Coldplay. Coldplay is one of my favorite rock bands. Green Day is one of my favorite rock bands. Maroon 5 is one of my favorite bands, period. Fallout Boy can always be in rotation with my music. I don't, man, Fallout Boy is the shit. Linkin Park. Come on. I grew up on music, man. I love the fact that I have the. I never had the mindset of, I just want to stick to one thing. I love the fact music has always come to me, like Passengers and Kelvin Harris and um, Sam Smith and, and, and yeah, you know, it's certain songs on radio that you hear, but yeah, you hear it and then you're like, okay, they fade. But it's like, they got songs that you just listen to and you're like, man, this shit can't fade. First time I heard Sam Smith wasn't even on his album. It was on Naughty Boys, uh, La La La. Like, that like, was the first time I ever heard Sam Smith on. And then Declo- uh, Disclosure with uh, Latch. That shit just blew the fuck up. And it's just like, those are the things, man. And I think music is so beautiful when you open your mind up to everything. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes we forget that a Mac Miller, a G Easy, you know what I'm saying? NF. Like, there's artists that really are really just great at the shit. And you don't have to listen to it and be like, oh, I'm only listening to it because, no, just be cool with it. Understand it. Chris Stapleton, Dennis Shea. Like, listen to it, man. I promise you. The only thing you are killing is your experience of listening to some all-around music, man. Stop putting this mindset of, it's culture vultures. No, man. No, it's not. Stop trying to make it out to be some cancellation shit. 
Listen to some white music, man. Listen to some white noise, man. Listen to it. It's okay. You could be, you could love Justin Timberlake, Ed Sheeran, Maroon 5. You could love them. It's okay. Eminem, Mac Miller, g Easy. It's okay. Nobody's judging you. That's your musical taste. I love Drake, Lil Baby, J. Cole, Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, Usher, all them. The same as I love all them. But that's music, man. Music eventually will get to you. And I will hope more people will listen to those artists. Because that's how you bridge the gap. And that's how you kind of divide a lot of these racial lines. Because music is music, baby. And I don't think nobody should be mad that everybody knows. Now, if you're not paying it back. But those people that I named, Ed Sheeran, Eminem, Justin Timberlake, they always give the flowers back to the amazing black artists that have blessed them with that. So... That's all I got to say about it. This is Brian Janu. Peace.